Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Can optimism be an act of revolution? Well, my guest on today's show is singer-songwriter Shannon Curtis. She writes and releases a new album every year and then tours nationwide, giving house concerts for her supporters. We'll talk about her new album and about how revolutionary acts of optimism can change the way we look at our lives and at the world. Are you ready to meet her? Shannon Curtis is an independent songwriter, singer, performer, and recording artist. Her eighth studio album, Out Now, is Revolutionary Acts of Optimism. She's released EPs, acoustic LPs, 10-track maxi singles, and live albums, all on her own St. Cloud Records label. Her books include Optimism is an Act of Revolution and No Booker, No Bouncer, No Bartender, which is a book about how she has um, made money with her innovative uh, approach to touring. Shannon's pioneering use of the house concert tour format has brought her to about half the states in the U.S. so far and also to Canada and the journey continues. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, producer engineer Jamie Hill. And you can find out more about Shannon and her work at shannoncurtis.net. Shannon, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi there. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Let's start by just looking at what you mean when you say optimism, because I have a good Midwestern upbringing that says <laughs> optimism means what no matter whatever anyone says, no matter how you're feeling, you always go, I'm fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. So what do you mean by optimism? I totally know what you mean. And that kind of optimism kind of makes my stomach turn a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, um, I, you know, I refer to that kind of optimism as kitten poster optimism, you know, uh-huh. like. You know, like when you, have you ever been to a dentist that has, um, uh, posters on the ceiling above your exam chair, you know, and, and that, you know, there's these, you know, pictures of a kitten with a flower in its mouth and a little caption that says, hang in there, you know, like these little, you know, posters that are supposed to make you feel better about this heavy equipment heading towards your face. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure that that really does much, right. You know, that's that, that, that kind of optimism to me feels pretty empty, you know, it's, it's, it's empty calories. Um, uh, and so, but I guess I should back up a little bit because I, I wrote this record this last year. I always write my records from a place of like, what am I going through in my life? What am I wrestling with? What am I, what am I seeking right now in my life? And last year, after a couple of years of just feeling, for lack of a better word, just kind of, um, beat up by <laughs> what we, what I saw happening in the world around us, you know, um, in our country and all that kind of stuff. I started feeling a, a deep, deep need emerge to look toward what's possible and to strive after that. And so I came to sort of this understanding of optimism in this time for me that, that, you know, we're in a marathon, not a sprint here in this, in this life of, you know, in our individual lives and as a, as a society. And in order to keep going, we have to believe that we have to believe that there is something on the horizon that is possible, that is worth walking toward. 
and working for. And to me, that is that is the essence of, of, of revolutionary optimism. It is rejecting the status quo. It is saying, I am not going to succumb to cynicism or hopelessness or discouragement and throw my hands up in defeat and say, this is the way it's always going to be. Because that, that, that seeds power to the status quo. But is it instead turning the tables, an act of revolution saying, no, there is something better that's possible than, than this current state that I'm in or that we are in. And it is worth walking toward with all that we have, with all of our strength, all of our might and doing it together. And that, that, and that, and that promise that you're talking about, about the thing that we are walking toward is not an empty promise. It's not something like we'll just believe in it really, really hard. And maybe if we get lucky, it'll turn out, you know, there's a unicorn just around the corner. I don't think that's what you're saying. It, it sounds more like a belief and a knowing from deep inside, from the work we do in ourselves and the things, our joys and our sorrows, um, that understanding that there is more and that no mm. matter what comes at us from the outside, we are not diminished, right? We burn mm. bright. Mm-hmm. no matter what comes at us from outside that to mm-hmm. me, that's what I feel when I listen to your music. I can, I feel that with my wacky vision. So I'm a professional intuitive. So with my wacky vision, when I listen to you sing, I feel that flame burning bright. Wonderful. Your- oh gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, and so that's part of that. That might be part of that revolution as you write. And you said you create from what's going on in your own life. What inspired you to even start doing this? Your music is very, per- it's, it reaches everyone, but it's also very personal. What, yeah. How'd you even get started with this? Well, um, it depends on what you mean by with this, <laughs> because music has always been a part of my life. Um, uh, I, I had a moment of, I suppose you could call it an epiphany, my senior year of college when I was a biology major at the University of San Francisco studying, you know, pre-med biology. I had an epiphany that um, I was going to be doing music with my life. And, and as, you know, odd as that might sound to some people, it was it was like an, a, an inaudible voice that compelled me to, to understanding that that's what I would be doing with my life. And I, and it scared me to death when it happened and I didn't know what it meant. Mm. Fast forward though, 20 some years, um, since then 22 years since that moment. And I think I've understood what this is. Um, I've, I'm coming to an understanding of it more and more all the time. Um, at, after that epiphany, I stopped uh, studying. I, I finished my degree, but I moved back to my hometown. I started a band. I started figuring out, well, how does a person make music in the world? And, you know, without really an understanding of why this is what I was maybe meant to do or supposed to do or feeling directed to do. Um, I just started diving in to try to figure out how to do it. And, you know, uh, many, many years later, the band ended. I started my solo career, um, several years into my solo career, Um, I began doing house concerts and slowly, slowly, slowly over time, I have understood that, um, that for me, the stuff that I'm writing, um, uh, as it comes from this deeply personal place, when I get to share it with people in the small settings that I get to share it with in the house concerts that we do, um, it's become an, I've, I've come to understand that, that what I do 
is like I I, I do music because I love music. Uh, not I love music, but I don't do music because I love music. I do music I understand now because I love people, and I mm. want to give people an opportunity to make a deeper connection with themselves and with each other through this opportunity of a shared experience around an art form together. So I get, I, I understand now what the, this is, but it's really been an evolving, <laughs> um, a, an evolving creature over the last couple of decades. And then some for me, um, and, and who knows what comes next, right? <laughs> I, Cause there's always more, we never get to the limit of what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play uh, a track from your new album, Revolutionary Acts of Optimism. Let's listen to just a little bit of Glorious. Okay. Beautiful. That's a little mm. bit of glorious from Shannon Curtis's new album, Revolutionary Acts of Optimism. And you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. You can find out more about Shannon and her work at shannoncurtis.net. There's, um, as, uh, so I, my children now are 16 and 19. As they were growing up, we used to drive every year <laughs> from our home in Michigan to California and then from California back to Michigan. So we'd had those big cross country trips and there's something, the piece in that song that I love is that idea of chasing the sunset. There's something magical about, about driving West, driving toward that light. And I just wonder if you could say a little bit about that song and, and what it means to you. Absolutely. So I, the song started out as a little note that I took in my phone when we were on our tour in 2018. Um, I just jotted down a little note, generally how my songs start, little notes in my phone <laughs> when I have an inspiration of an idea. And this particular one came um, on the day that, you know, we, we tour all over the country and there's there's always this day. We, we live on the West Coast, so we always, always start our tour on the West Coast. And then we, at some point, start driving east and we, you know, bop away our, our way all the way eastward. We end up in the northeast of the country and then we sort of come down the I-95 corridor and do the East Coast. And then always every year, about two months into our tour, there's this one day 
where for the first time in about two months, we start driving West for the first time, you know, and it always feels like a pivotal day, a momentous day, a magical day in some way, um, because we're staring then into the sunset for 3000 miles across the country. You know, we always often are driving at those times of day and it always feels like, oh, we're headed toward the, the, you know, the end, the ending part of our journey. We're headed home. We're, you know, this thing that's pulling us forward. And I've always been mesmerized by the the setting sun. Like, oh, if we just went a little faster, maybe we could catch it, you know? Um, and that notion that, that sort of imagery began to sort of represent for me that this, this last year, as I was writing this album, the idea that there are a lot of things in our lives that, um, that can feel dark, you know, there's stuff that, you know, in our personal lives, uh, everyday life can be exhausting. You know, the news is a fire hose of trouble (laughs) oftentimes, you know, um, so many times with every bit of progress we make in our lives, we feel like we're falling a step or two behind and not to mention just, you know, the, the suffering we see in the world around us, the people in our lives that we know who are hurting, the things that we've given our hearts to that don't bring the love back to us that we'd hoped they would. There are lots of reasons to be discouraged, lots of reasons to feel that darkness creeping up in the rearview mirror on us, you know? And I, and I took that sort of as a, as a way to just focus on, you know, I'm never actually going to catch the sunset, right? Like until I, (laughs) until I get into like a, a a jet that I can fly at warp speed, you know, like it's (laughs) not going to happen, but in my, in my Volkswagen jet, a sport wagon, we're not going to catch it, you know, driving across the country. But that said, even though I know I'm not going to actually catch it by Focusing my eyes on that possibility, on that forward motion, um, I would rather be doing that than succumbing to defeat for the thing, the dark things that are creeping up behind me. You know, I want to live my, until the last day of my life, being the kind of person that focuses on on that forward motion. And you know, even though I know I'm not going to catch the sunset, you know, just moving in that in that direction opens up new possibilities for me all the time, you know, and, 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 and putting one foot in front of the other and doing it with other people who are motivated to move toward those possibilities. Um, you just never know what that's going to lead to. So that's, that's the imagery in that song is just, you know, pressing forward when the darkness seems to be creeping up and, and, and just not giving up. It's beautiful. Keeping your eyes on the light. Um, Tell me a little bit about some of the unique challenges and and maybe blessings of traveling as you do. You're coming into warm circles of people who want to hear you. But I mean, you must have to do laundry. And do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, most of the time we are coming into warm circles of people who, you know, are are eager to, to experience what we have to share, but sometimes it's, it's more unknown than that. And that honestly is the, the, probably one of the biggest challenges of doing what I do is that every single night when we show up to a new place to perform, um, it's an unknown as to how people will receive me mm-hmm. and what I have to share. And, that's the thing that if something's going to wear on me, it's, it's going to be that, you know, that daily sort of like potential roller coaster of emotions about sharing, sharing myself and being, and, 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 you know, um, experiencing how people receive, but I've come to understand over the years that, um, that, that act of, um, 
of me sharing myself. I've come to understand it as, as, as a spiritual practice of sorts, you know, that, um, you know, all I'm required to do in the world is to show up and be as authentically and fully me as I, as I, um, as I can. And in these settings, you know, I've, I've, I've written these songs, I've written the stories I've, you know, I've created this work to share with people. And it is my, my spiritual practice when I sit down behind my keyboard to perform for a group of people to open my heart and open my hands and offer myself as authentically and as fully as I can and let go of whatever potential response there may or may not be, you know, that it's, it's, um, it's, it's been a, um, it's been a, a thing that's helped me to grow over the last number of years doing this in that way. And, and having that understanding, you know, that this is my offering. Um, and, uh, it doesn't mean that I don't get, you know, worn down with the ups and downs of, you know, doing, doing things with people is messy and weird sometimes, <laughs> yes. you know, like, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, experience the feelings that go along with, you know, when someone, ha- you know, in the crowd couldn't, looks like they just couldn't be less interested in what I have to do, you know, like it, it, I'm a human, I have feelings, but I've, I've, um, I've learned to sort of turn that into just, um, again, just my offering and, and, and let it be what it will be. I think that's a, because you're giving from that, um, you're giving from that abundance of energy that doesn't run out. And although we feel depleted, right, we come back to source and we get filled mm-hmm. up, you get renewed, you can, then you can do it again. And I think so this is a good time to listen to a clip from zero. So this is a little bit of zero from Shannon Curtis's new album, revolutionary acts of optimism. That's a little bit of zero from Shannon Curtis's latest album, Revolutionary Acts of Optimism. I talk to people sometimes who say they've um, they've had it. They're beaten down and they're stressed out. And the 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 cost of living in the world today, if you're an empath, if you're a sensitive person, if you care about the people in the world and the and the planet that we live on, um, people are frustrated. What? How can they make a revolutionary act of op- optimism? Is there something that we could do, a little shift we could make to help us along that path? Mm, gosh, that's a really great question. I think that for me, um, it's hard for me to give advice what others what others should do. But for me, I can speak for myself. Um that I think that when I am feeling that discouragement or that tendency toward giving up hope on things because I'm tired, because I'm worn out and beat down, I, um, 
it, it, it often helps me to, uh, to, to start thinking about what's outside of the current frame that I'm living in, you know, what is to ask the question, what if, you know, what if, what if think my current situation could be different than it is now? What if, and just start dreaming, you know, when I was a kid, I, I used those words all the time, the, the word, the, the words, what if, you know, um, when, when we were playing with my, my like playing with my sister or friends who'd come over to play, you know, we'd use those words all the time. What if, what if I'm a leprechaun and you're a fairy and we're in a magical forest land in search of a special four leaf clover, you know, <laughs> and these, these worlds would open up you know, in my mind when I use those words. And I realized that, that when I hear myself say the words, what if there's a movement inside of me that feels something like a handle turning and a door opening, you know, Mm -hmm. it, and when I was a kid, that door opened into these imaginary, you know, playlands that I inhabited. But as an adult, when that door opens, it opens into real possibilities, you know, um, what if there is enough for all of us? What if we each get to define our own lives? What if this current situation could look like X, Y, or Z? And I realized that so many of those possibilities um, in my life, when I'm feeling that discouragement, that tendency toward hopelessness, they're often locked behind doors of, of fear or small thinking or playing it safe or people-pleasing um, all these kinds of things that keep me from asking the question, what if, and I want to make a practice in my own life of, of using those words on a daily basis. What if, and seeing where that leads, seeing what sort of, um, light on the horizon that opens up for me to follow. That's beautiful. And I think it's one of the gifts of storytelling and performing and writing songs is that that music helps people dream stories help people dream those kind of things can kind of uh, like unhook you a little bit unmoor you from Mm -hmm. the way you thought it had to be and help you as you said see outside the frame Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful what's next for you besides laundry what's next (laughs) you did ask about laundry yes we actually have lovely people along the way who help us do laundry which is great but um (laughs) and and i'm back home and um uh, our tour has has, uh officially ended um for the season uh we settle into home time um now i will be writing a new record sometime over the winter months and it will be coming out in June of next year. I've started to collect little seeds of ideas that seem to be really essential and important to me in this time to write about this year. So we'll see what, how those possibilities unfold. Um, and so that will be my main creative work over the winter months is to, is to create a new album of work. Um, my husband is a record producer. And so we also will have uh, people joining us in our home over the next many months um, where he'll help them make their records as well. Um, so it's fun for me because I get to move into band bomb mode <laughs> when they come <laughs> to do their recordings and sort of help them birth their visions into the world. Um, and that's what's next for us. Oh my gosh. I'm hearing as I listen to you, I'm just hearing how you are creating the life you want to live and you've created it in the way you want it to be. It's, um, I feel grateful for that every single day that this is my life. It's pretty great. Shannon, thank you very much for being on the show. What great fun to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Karen.
That is Shannon Curtis. Her new album is Revolutionary Acts of Optimism. Her books include Optimism as an Act of Revolution and No Booker, No Bouncer, No Bartender. And you can find out more about Shannon and her work at shannoncurtis.net. And I invite you to visit karenhager.com. There are new class offerings going up on that site as we move into the fall and into the winter months. It's also a good place to find out what's coming up next on this radio program. And if you are so inclined to book a private intuitive session, if I can hold the flashlight while you take a look at the path within, that is my great gift and my pleasure to do that. All that is there at KarenHager.com. And if you're one of those people who's feeling a little beaten down by the world, if you are feeling like sometimes it is all just too much and you're not sure what you can do to make a difference in the world, I invite you to consider the free monthly guided meditation call that we do the first Sunday of every month. My wife and I get together to do Opening the Peaceful Heart, a call for love. That's a free 15-minute guided meditation call that's available to people from all over the world and we come together with no selling, no yelling, no discussion of anything except that we all put our focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. And we believe that when we do that, when we make that internal shift, when we keep our eyes on the light, as Shannon was saying, when we make that internal shift, we can turn any tide. All of that is at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you Peace.